Sean Jordan, you made us watch Gleaming the Cube, which is like the Fast and the Furious for skateboarders. Tell us about your absolute favorite thing about this movie. I like that when at the end of the movie he broke up the he knocked the gun out of the villain's hand with just a fat method grab. <laughs> like so flat you could eat dinner off. Of. <laughs> there were a lot of grabs at places where I wasn't sure there needed to be grabs. <laughs> there didn't need to be any of them. <laughs> there were some superfluous grabs, but during the gun knocking, like disarming, you definitely needed that grab. Well, I kind of feel like it's like it's like you're used to doing that with a grab, and if you do it without the grab, it's like trying to like learn how to walk again. You know, you just you can't. Yeah, it's yeah. muscle. You can't. You need to. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, you can't. You can't do one of these things without the other. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I can't say the alphabet without the like like next time won't you sing with me? Yeah, and I can't get drunk without know? stealing shit. It just happens. Right. <laughs> Chris, that's way off brand for you. Is that a thing you do? What? <laughs> the way you said it, it doesn't sound like you do it. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> right, that, that's true. Yeah, I think that was on brand. <laughs> do you? So okay, so he was that was the one we flew over the thing and and grabbed hit the gun away. He Not did the time it twice. He flew through the window and knocked yeah. the gun away. Yeah, they were both within like ten minutes. But the second one is when he knocked the gun out. Nice. Was and, through the window? Was that also a stick method grab? That yeah, just. Yeah, yeah. Those are both super boned out method. Grabs. Although it did look like he broke the window with his ass and not with the board. Oh, did it? Yeah. Not that metal skateboard that he was riding. <laughs> again. Another thing that's so dope. His, yeah. He Why? had a corrugated skateboard. There are two tight things on that guy. His skateboarding moves and that ass. Oh. That ass, though. Um, why, don't we, why don't we break more things with asses, Sean? <laughs> I don't know, man. We could. <laughs> I mean, I I I've, could break dance with my ass. Oh, I've, I've broken a chair. <laughs> yeah, we were there. That chair was super suspect, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you finished the chair off. I don't know if you really broke it entirely. <laughs> out of its misery with my ass. Yeah, yeah. Right. I believe that. Ezra, what's your major compliment for gleaming the cube? Um, I mean, it shows once and for all. It's pretty good to be white. <laughs> oh, yeah. The white people do live through this movie. They do pretty all right. Ooh, um, Vietnamese no, people do not live through this. It, movie. It, this is this is a tough one because I was like I was like in the first ten minutes I was like oh man this is awesome like you get like a like uh, uh, an Asian main character and like it's just and he's adopted and it's like like it's not like the main plot point of the movie or anything he's just part of it and it's like oh no it's the main plot point he doesn't survive <laughs> and <laughs> yeah and it, things do not go well because uh, they are smuggling guns into Vietnam. I was yeah. so more interested in in this movie uh, from Vinny's perspective. You know when it was when he was still alive, like it was so much more interesting. He was like solving crimes, just a math champion. Yeah, math champion. He had a girl. Like his relationship appeared to be healthy. Like you know he was discovering things, and then of course he got killed. So I would I will say that every time we see him, that he's not breaking into a warehouse, he is at a computer doing math. No, no, he he also played a little bit of chess and playing chess. That's true. (laughs) Also, the place he worked was literally in the shadow of a, a Chinatown style gate. What I was wondering is, was that an Asian video store or just a video store? Like, they every single person was in there. It was in Chinatown. Yeah. So are those all Asian themed movies? Like, I, there was were they all foreign language videos? Yeah. Well, they were selling guns to Vietnam out of the back of that <laughs> store. So I feel like maybe the video store business might not have been important. They're to the all business. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing: in, in the '80s, like that was still big business. I feel like. Yeah. I mean, Did even if it's a front, stores? it's gonna be it's gonna be a successful front. So yeah. you might as well stock what people want. I guess that's true, right? Yeah, I would I would guess there that they're not like would... now. If you had a video store now, they'd be like, yeah, there's guns in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Clearly, guns. <laughs> the in the guns back. are the only thing making money here. <laughs> <laughs> this gun is propping up the the the. the fledgling blockbusters that's what's happened in blockbusters is they ran out guns i like the idea that people are still like like we gotta get a front for our gun store you guys 
you know what? We don't have a video store in this neighborhood. Maybe you know, that, that would really be nice to the community. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Chris, what's Sony your major really compliment? It. Uh, so my major compliment is for Christian Slater's stunt double. Who oh, yeah. They made look a lot like Christian Slater. I, Rodney for a Mullen. second. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, I thought for Mike a second McGill, it really was. Is, one of them. is Ronnie a famous skater? He is a very famous skater. That scene in the warehouse when he's doing what could be compared to dancing on a skateboard. Yep. Like yeah. When he's twirling around. When he's stuff. slow dancing with himself on a skateboard. Yep. <laughs> it's a guy named Rodney Mullen who is still a very good skateboarder. He gave a TED Talk not too long ago about That's skateboarding. He's that he was the freestyle, the best freestyle skateboarder there's ever been. I, I feel like this movie is like like ready for like a remake. Like <laughs> yeah. I feel like this is about to happen. They'd screw it up. It's the only even close to skateboard movie that they've ever got right. Every other movie involving skating has just been horrible. Can you, you list some of them? Yeah. Give Grind. Me Have you ever seen Grind? No. Well, it's about skateboarding. It's about yeah. There's one called Street Dreams. <laughs> Just Google Grind. I'm sure you'll find. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Grinder is that the same thing? <laughs> it's that's basically. that app where people get together to skateboard. Yeah, <laughs> God, I bet you somebody's thought that. Here's a picture of me. I would like a skateboarding buddy, <laughs> <laughs> but like a casual skateboarding buddy. No, hey, dude, you want to go skateboard together? It's <laughs> like yeah. There's this empty warehouse that what I does like. That mean. <laughs> Uh, my absolute favorite thing about this, my comment, major compliment, is uh, this is kind of on brand for me, I guess. Uh, I really like safety. Big fan of safety. Yeah. With the brain buckets, everybody with their helmets. Everyone's got helmets yeah. on. Yeah. He's really excited. It's not just the that gift. they had them. He was so stoked to get new pads from his mom. He was like, oh, yeah. I do want pads, but they're so expensive. And she's like, here's the best pads. It's weird and that he's... his mom was super supportive. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was a really nice moment when she was like, you know what? I'm proud of you, son. And he, you know, yeah. there was like felt some tenderness and affection there. The rest of the movie is like, parents just don't understand. But mom is like, I got you cool pads. You look beautiful when you're skateboarding. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks <laughs> for being so coordinated. Nice. Oh. Don, have you gotten like approval from parents in this way for your skateboarding? My mom has been, she was cool since day one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Cause it kept nice. Keeps you out of trouble. Not Christian Slater, obviously. No, he it mostly gets digging. him into trouble. But yeah, it was. I, I, know, I don't get the pads it's mostly thing. Though. His, That's just insane. His transportation to and from trouble is the skateboard. Do the yeah. pads? I mean, here's the thing. I think he was trouble beforehand. I think it, like it didn't. It didn't really. It was just the tool he used for trouble. Right. You give that kid a razor scooter. He's going to get in trouble. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You yeah. Give him a Segway. He's using it to put a bomb on and then put that over by. Could have been a switchblade. Could have been a guitar. He just picked a skateboard. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Look at that earring hanging down to his chin. That's mm, not that's good, right there. You're not trouble. a fan of the brain buckets? No. I mean, come on. <laughs> when you don't, when you fall, you don't hit your head that that what, much. What about like the like the like little like wrist guard thingies? You know, mm. for, for I almost for, just no? threw up all over Alex's foot. <laughs> <laughs> I did oh, yeah. notice that, like, <laughs> dry heaving. You know, he hit his. He broke a window with his butt, and like he did on his soaring through the air, knocking a gun out of the thing, jumping over a freeway. That seems like helmet material, but most of the time, skating around, that's probably not. Well, when you're true. skating through an active airport runway, a helmet's a good idea. Yeah, because the propellers come from above. Hey, yeah. man, here's twenty bucks. Fly us around <laughs> all day. <laughs> the eighties economy. Awesome. Well, I love it. Weird. I love every part of this movie. Remember but... the eighties when jet fuel was free? That was <laughs> fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, but good gloves, surely, Sean. Right? Like, like gloves. He was like, if you're, yeah. if you're, okay. If you're street losing, if you're doing what he was doing, if you're bombing hills like a Hessian like that, then yeah, throw some gloves on. But just okay. in general, everybody looks stupid with gloves on. <laughs> like if you're walking around with gloves and no sleeves, you look like such a chump. Yeah. And that's just that's just in general. So you need more sleeves, is what you're saying. If you're gonna have gloves, you gotta have sleeves that go. How about how about how about gloves, sleeves, no shirt? 
I mean, oh. if you want to go bananas, sure. How you keeping the sleeves on? <laughs> you got a collar? You have sleeve a collar? suspenders. Like a baseball tee without the body of the tee? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. We're on to something. Like a- <laughs> or like like sexy leggings. You just have like stirrups holding up your your mm-hmm. arm things. Like sus- yeah. yeah, sure. I'm into that. And then no, no body. I, mean, I, think- I feel like uh, you guys are sort of using skateboarders as the butt for this. And... Uh, <laughs> And that's not where <laughs> to we're break through the to window go. of society. Yeah, to break through the window. <laughs> yeah. To do a boned out <laughs> method to the window of society. Let's break down some barriers. So flat, you Make can some eat dinner off it. <laughs> good morning, Meetsus. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We're a good podcast about movies and books and TV and stuff. I'm Alex Falcone. I'm your host. Uh, you should follow me on Twitter, Alex underscore Falcone. Joining me as always. He's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter in Brooklyn, New York. It's Mr. Chris Smith. Dig deep, get tough, cut loose and strut your stuff, Alex. It's time for a skateboarding movie. <laughs> Let's gleam the cube. <laughs> it's good they're not required to rhyme every time, but that was a pretty solid poem. Yeah, that, I mean, that was the original song, Gleam the Cube, the opening title song. The I love never theme get, from Gleam the Cube. never get tired. <laughs> I never get tired of an 80s movie with a, a song about the plot oh, of the movie. Best. Why do we stop doing this? That was a mistake. John Williams, come on. What are you doing? <laughs> Star Wars. It's a movie about Star Wars. <laughs> also joining us today on our third mic today, he's in Northern California. It's Mr. Ezra Fox. Alex, if my dog had a face like yours, I'd shave his ass and teach him to walk backwards. hey that, I never. I thought that was because it was funny looking, not to punish him for being an ugly face to dog. He's no, or his face looks like a dog's butt is the thing. Or, or no, his, a dog's butt looks would better. be better. Yeah, yeah, uh, much better. Like but, so much that you'd want to put the work into teaching someone to walk backwards. That much better. There's so that many much dogs with ugly faces that are still like friendly, and you don't do mean things to. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I liked how like the guy was like. So this, he said it's the cop, and the cop was like very offended by this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like really, your mouth the, about dogs and butts. He's like, and whoa, man, whoa! You crossed the line about dog butts. I've never. And this week, you guys have a very special guest. He's at Sean S. Jordan on Twitter. He's a great comic, a great skateboarder, and he doesn't take authority all too seriously. It's Mr. Sean Jordan. I want the money. Don't give me no jerk off hand job. Yeah, jerk off. Hey, there it is. Would be yeah. <laughs> that was. I was right. hoping that would get to be you. That's not the one that I wanted to say, but I was hoping one of you guys would say it because I had a different one I wanted to say. But I'll you say gotta it get, later. yeah, I don't want but no jerk so, off hand job. So what are the other options? I guess <laughs> I don't know. For, Do you have like for jerk offs or hand jobs? Yeah, I was sort of what thinking that that meant. Don't be a jerk off while you're giving me a hand job. Be more like nice and say sweet things in my ear. Or yeah. like if you you know don't give me a hand job with your mouth or anything like that. I want it with your hand. <laughs> so jerk jerk off. Don't, don't give me one of those. Mouth hand jobs. <laughs> I wish there was a word for that. I just would make it so much easier. They didn't have a word for it back then. Oh, so it's the eighties. What's yeah. a mouth job? I don't understand. Face job. Is that like when you go to a call center? That's a mouth job. <laughs> a face job is a horrifying phrase. Yeah. Um, so uh, this week it was episode number three hundred and twenty-seven. We have now done as many episodes as the number of close encounters between drones and airplanes. In the 2013, 2014, and 2015. Whoa. According to Close encounters of, of what kind is this? Well, of the... Uh, <laughs> of the drone Great kind? question. Of the drone Close kind. Encounter. So there were 921 incidents involving drones and commercial flights, but according to the study, 327 were close enough to be considered near collisions, while the other 594 were just classified as sightings. 
Which, oh. let's think about this study where they were like, how many times have you just seen a drone? And they only had like 500 something. Is that and, weird? Well, but for every time you see one, there's like 10 others you don't see. Oh, yeah. Like icebergs? You know? Like ants. Like icebergs. And, ants. and, and like, like customer complaints. This <laughs> is such a strange study. Uh, I've oh. never seen a drone. You've never seen one? No. Not accidentally. I've seen... Like on purpose. Yeah. Like looking for one. You've never had a drone sighting. No, I've never just been like, oh, dog, look at that drone. <laughs> uh, I did do a commercial where they were filming with a drone and I got to fly it for a minute and it is the most fun. Yeah? Uh, yeah, it was so You don't cool. just crash it in- instantly? No, they they know how to fly themselves. They're like, mostly a drone is like, you can't fuck this up for me. <laughs> yeah, basically <laughs> like sort of guiding have- them. Yeah. So, wait. So, like, the, the drone is like like the competent worker in like like a, a failing business. Or is like, nope, no, no. I'm not listening to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you push it too far, it's like, eh? Eh? you don't want to do it's that. Like, I, like, boss, are you sure? Are it, you sure we really want to launch that product? It had a great. It had this really beautiful camera on it, and I and I could watch from the camera while it was happening, and I could see these people that were like uh, walking hand in hand, and I just, was like, I just terrified of you. End, I can see why the CIA wants to do this. It's uh, real okay. fun to watch people from above. Oh, <laughs> that's what they're doing. Yeah, look at those people. Yeah, hanging out. <laughs> They're cute together. They watch Despite different day. heights, they seem to ha- enjoy each other's company. She's taller than he is. <laughs> <He's> That's crazy. <laughs> they look happy, and they both like the waterfall, so it's cool. <laughs> meanwhile, the couple is like just listening to like ten feet above them. Wonder what they're thinking up in that. Anyway, speaking of people living on the edge, this week we're talking about the 1989 film "Gleaming the Cube," starring Christian Slater. And apparently every snow, every skateboarder from the eighties, uh, including Tony Hawk, and Scarface's best friend, uh, yeah. Scarface's best friend, yeah, that guy was in there. Max Perlick, nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. that dude's dope. Um, so many people in this movie, uh, but mostly Christian Slater and skateboarding. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the BMX bandits of American skateboarding films. BMX bandits? You mean what is that? You know Rad the Australian is the, movie Rad is the BMX movie that you reference if you're talking about BMX. Movies. I've not seen Rad, but BMX Bandits, which we watched for the show, is this Australian BMX movie, and it's fucking great. Seen Rad? You've I never seen, seen Rad. Rad? I haven't yeah. seen Rad. Lord, you guys, you haven't seen BMX. Bandits? I imagine I it's like right BMX. Band. I imagine they're about the same thing. BMX Bandits is so great, uh, and it's Australian. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, so this is versus the world month is what we're doing right now on on the show, you guys. So. Uh, we asked a bunch of great people to come on the show and have us and introduce us to something that we either didn't know about or didn't appreciate fully. Um, so if you want to, if you want to force us to watch something that you don't think is being fully appreciated, go to readersweep.com. Sign up on the mailing list. We'll have some sponsorships open. But in the meantime, Chris, yes, sir. Why don't you summarize this movie for us <laughs> in the style of a guy who thinks adults are just too predictable? Parents just don't <laughs> understand, man. <laughs> I, I'm definitely going to play Will Smith's Parents Just Don't Understand during the show at <laughs> some point, because that is the perfect song for this. Oh, my God. You guys, this movie... Parents just Don't Understand. Yeah, Gleam the Cube. This is this is the Christian Slater skateboard vehicle the world has been waiting for. All right? This is uh, this is great. It's, it's Southern California, the late 1980s. The time is ripe for one champion to arise of skateboarding, and that champion is Brian Kelly. I'm not going to know his name later. I just read that. He's Christian Slater. He's 80s Christian Slater. He has bleach blonde hair. He has a crappy looking earring that dangles down to are his those, neck. Were, are his tips frosted or did he bleach it all the way down? It's, he bleached it all the way down uh, and it's growing out. That's what roots came out. Like. Yeah, but not, uh, not Kunta Kente, like hair roots. Right. Yeah. 
Good thing that you 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 explained that so people wouldn't think he bleached his hair. I don't know. Roots was a big thing around this time. He, <laughs> you just got to explain. Okay, Roots so a big thing. Christian Slater, he, he has his parents, and he also has an adopted brother uh, named Vin. Uh, and Vin is from Vietnam. He got adopted as a child uh, by this family and is living in America. And so it's sort of a, a goofus and gallant situation where Vin yeah. does all the like good, right, upstanding things. He's good at school. He's got the girlfriend. He has a job. And Christian Slater's like, nah, man, rock and roll and skateboarding and defying authority. And so that's, that's kind of where we enter. And it's, it's uh, Orange Christian County. Christian Slater tells his friends what they're going to do next. Yeah. Then well, the adopted stepbrother asks his friends what they would like to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, Christian Slater is the leader of this like little gang of uh of skateboarders in Orange County. And they go around like causing havoc and, and skating around and like skating in pools and, and just all kinds of shenanigans. But see, the thing is, Vinny seems like he's gonna be the good one, but he's the one who actually uncovers the trouble, right? Because he's working yeah. at this video store. Uh, owned by the dad of his girlfriend. Uh, so his girlfriend is Tina, and her dad, Mr. Tina, is, is the, the colonel. Papa Tina. Yeah, also Tina. <laughs> and uh, and he, Vinny notices the books are looking a little cooked, that maybe there's something going on there with, with some contributions being made to the Vietnamese Anti-Communist Relief Fund. And uh, you know these boxes that are supposed to contain cotton balls seem a little heavy. All right, something's going on, and the colonel's like, "No, so no." So let no. me ask you a question, yeah. Chris. If you're starting, if you have a, a gun smuggling ring, sure, and mm. you get an intern, yeah, yeah, do you give him the documents with the smuggling information on it on his you first know, week? This or is do a you classic hiring mistake. Yeah, I would have said yes normally, but after this watch this movie, I'm going to say no, no, not for another month or so. I think it doesn't so. matter what the books say, but I think this is a classic hiring mistake. This is all about HR and recruiting. Uh, yeah. You don't want to get somebody who's going to be too smart by by more than 50% for the job you're giving them. So you want a video mm. intern clerk? You want someone who's barely breathing and swallowing to be able to check out <laughs> videos. You, yeah, it's, it's a dead-end job, yeah, and, and you want to make sure they don't... Yeah. yeah, you want them to add up the columns on the numbers and for that for them to feel a sense of accomplishment and for that job to be done. You don't want the guy who's doing calculus to like, hey, I did this so quickly, I have some extra time, I'm gonna go sniff around on my own. You know? Yeah, that was a huge mistake on their part. Yeah. Also, maybe just like, hey, if, if if your daughter says like, Can you give my boyfriend a job? But you know you maybe are doing some really shady illegal things, you're like, you know what? I'm gonna keep him away from this. Yeah. Pass. Yeah, maybe, maybe mowing maybe lawns is better. Yeah maybe, yeah, maybe we're not hiring at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Vinny gets, uh, figures out that stuff is up, and he goes to this uh, medical supply company where these supplies are supposed to be going, and he's just about to uncover the plot when he gets caught by the evil owner of the, uh, of the warehouse, who then, with his henchmen, kind of accidentally on purpose kills him. Accidentally murders him. Yeah. Super oops murder. Yeah. They were, he was so bummed, he was like... I've done this before and never murdered yeah. anybody. So henchman Bobby uh, <laughs> accidentally kills Vinny, uh, and they, you know, by oh, strangling. Also, interesting in that moment, he said, I've, "I've done this before, and I've had this done to me." Yeah. So yeah. you kind of see the cycle of violence, though, right? Yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> don't bad. you have to choke? Don't you have to keep choking someone for quite a while after they stop moving before they die? It's so, like they stop moving, been... and you have to keep choking them for like a good 10, 20 seconds. I mean, it was a hotel towel; those aren't clean. He could have died from infection. <laughs> yeah, he could have died for true. any number of reasons in that hotel. But regardless, he gets strangled, Wait, and well, they set it up. Let's not just glance over that. Why do you know that, Sean? Because you. You I've had this out. done for me. I've done this to other people. <laughs> you pass it's out. fine. Sometimes you don't have enough money to to pay, and so you're like, oh, I'll just. Yeah. 
No, you just like after you you pass out, you're still alive because you can wake up. I mean, same thing mm. if you're underwater. You can be underwater for a good 10, 20 seconds after you pass out and then come out of it and you're still fine. So that yeah. point is dude just had to keep holding on, strangling him yeah. after oh, he man. stopped moving for so a while. So you're saying there was a good degree of incompetence in this. Another hiring mistake. he killed mistake. him on purpose because there was some it, other stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah or he, got, he got killed by a plot, plot point also. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ran into one of those dangerous plot points yeah. where it, you know, they make it seem like Vinny killed himself because if you strangle a guy I, with a towel, I guess maybe it can look like a hanging. So they string him up. Yeah, if cops don't care at yeah, all. Yeah, provided the cops are not interested in getting to the bottom of this. Yeah, the racist <laughs> cops really don't care that much about no. that what the hell did he say somewhere in there he's like uh, what the god damn it the guy said something very racist and uh oh yeah he goes they all look alike and then scarface's best friend he's like they do not and then the other detective goes don't worry about mr pr over here right right <laughs> he, he's like don't worry about the not racist guy don't don't let him get in the way of your having a, a nice day being racist yeah. that's, that's the one part of the movie that i didn't like and i didn't notice i guess until this last time i watched it yeah. how racist it, it is well but oh, however a uh, stud detective guy uh scarface's best friend not racist <laughs> and guy who worked intelligence uh-huh. vietnam not racist yep. and actually i think overall yeah. like the picture of of kind of you know interactions with the vietnamese community isn't portrayed as being terrible with the exception of they are the only people who die or get in trouble well that yeah okay there is that um so christian slater right he he of course super sad and his parents are super sad that they're uh, you know that their adopted son yeah he's dead gallant just got murdered yeah leaving only goofus <laughs> throws off the yeah. whole story yeah but christian slater, the wrong kid died guys the wrong kid died and goofus just hangs out with his friends pretending to commit crimes gallant gets himself murdered yeah oof <laughs> Well, this is how come more Hardy Boys didn't die in the beginning? You know, I feel like they would have set the whole thing off in an interesting direction. Yeah. Oh, that's an intriguing thought. What the if the one there were surviving 50 Hardy Boys? The one surviving <laughs> Hardy Boy just stays home and reads out of fear of going outside. Yeah, he was like, you know what? I'm I'm okay. I don't think these mysteries are going to be solved, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> the Hardy Boys and the adventure of where did our other brothers go? Oh no. <laughs> It's a sad story. So, but Christian Slater knows story. that like Vin, Vin was not the kind of guy who would kill himself. He had a lot to live for. He was, you know, had this girlfriend. He had this job. He was college bound. All those things. You know. Yeah. He had a chess move to make. Yeah. Yeah. So much. So right, much. So he starts looking into it, and he starts he starts uh, skating around, looking into the stuff, skating around town, and he starts getting. He followed. decides to skate about it. Yeah. He did well. He does skate out his emotions at a couple times this movie, and it's pretty awesome. <laughs> he did. He did. Uh, That's dope. But he starts getting followed around by by Mister Botched strangling job himself bobby uh in this really slick old car and so he's like hey somebody conspicuous is super following me <laughs> i think i'm onto something <laughs> and so he winds up following bobby to see where he might be hiding in bobby's car and accidentally on purpose going for a ride out to the country where bobby is shot by his bosses <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and bobby it's just one of those classic meeting in the woods with uh, uh where three four people are there and only the vietnamese guy gets shot yeah. Oh, the one nice thing about that sequence, though, if I, I, I think I heard this right, that the song was, that was playing on the radio was a version of Nowhere to Run, like Nowhere to Hide, while he was hiding in the back seat. Oh, yeah. That's pretty rad. Oh, man, but, you got to feel like it, if you're hiding in someone's car and that song comes on, you got to feel kind of like that's not even fair. Gleaming the cubes full <laughs> of little Easter eggs like that. Yeah. yeah. It definitely rewards. a real good, real classic. It rewards repeat <laughs> viewing. I mean, there's a lot of little cute little moments in there. So anyway. You, you feel like you have to gleam the cube a second time. Yeah. Dude is shot. Bobby gets how shot. How long do you have to wait before gleaming the cube the first time and gleaming the cube the about second 20 time? 20 minutes. Though. You don't want to tell me. Depends on how long it's been since you've gleamed your cube the last time. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, <laughs> masturbating. Yes, that's what that sounds like. Well, <laughs> ew. Um, so, yeah, so Bobby gets shot. So the, the actual murderer of uh, Vinny is shot and dies. Uh, and you know what? Christian Slater's pretty fucked up by that. He, he, you know, dudes getting murdered isn't exactly something that a privileged Orange County teenager really... Uh, Loves to have happen. So, but it really does show you that you can't trust adults. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if they understood a little more. Well, just, you might be dumb. able to trust Detective Lucero, who is what? always giving uh, Christian Slater a hard time. And, uh, you know, but he, like, he was a bad kid himself, so he In also kind of appreciates way. it. Yeah. Yeah. There's this big, you know, talk about how they're, you know, he used to be a screw up and Christian Slater's a screw up. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. Screw up. He's not a screw up. He just hasn't recently rebleached his hair and doesn't take authority seriously. <laughs> Those are not the same. That's right. Uh, He's good at chess. Like he must be a smart dude. Occasionally, I don't know, but he applies himself to his skating, and so he's he's trying to skate around and figure out this mystery while the cops are trying to figure out the mystery of okay, did somebody kill Vinny? And who was it? And so it turns out this colonel, the video store owner, is working with this other guy, Mr. Lawndale, who owns the warehouse, to send weapons to Vietnam, to smuggle arms to Vietnam to, to help the struggles there, uh, which is totally shady and bad, I guess. I, I don't know. Uh, but the whole movie, once they uncover that mystery... Like, wait, wait, you're not, you're not clear on whether or not illegal arms trafficking across international borders is a problem? No, it it definitely That's is a problem. What the arms are for? Does it? <laughs> yeah, I feel like either way, you're getting yourself in some uh, some deep shit. No, uh, I mean definitely. Just a terrifying. Yeah. Well, world. then, Alex, I'm not letting you in our arms smuggling business. Then I'm sorry, <laughs> you lo- you know too much now, and <laughs> you snitch. I just yeah. want to work at the video desk. I don't snitches get stitches, go. Alex. And left in ditches. Remember that. Oh, <laughs> shit, it got long. Damn. <laughs> How long have you been holding on to the end of that verse and not telling everybody? <laughs> I would I would tell you, but you're probably going to snitch. So, yeah. <laughs> I just want to be a video store clerk. I don't want to do this difficulty. That's fine. Well, Slater, Slater's getting on to it, I guess. Uh, he's trying to figure it out. And also he realizes that he needs to figure out more about this colonel, about uh, Tina's dad. So mm-hmm. in order to hang out with Tina, he preps himself up. He cleans up nice and uh, starts mm-hmm. dressing like a square and giving up skateboarding for a second. So that way he can like uncover more of the mystery with Tina. And He's got to go undercover as a preppy kid. Yeah, and it looks like he's maybe going to do a robbery and try to start dating tina but that never really gets resolved uh he, he kind of does like a he always does like a, a reverse grease you know because like yeah he does do a reverse grease <laughs> tell me less tell me less yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah no so he goes from like all the leather to like to to like you know to oh, to, yeah. to yeah right yeah. now he's he digs up the polo shirts in the bottom of his drawer mm-hmm. well i think he also uh, just he... steals some of vin's clothing <laughs> he does kind of pull a robbery on vin it's like he like gets her to go on a date and then is like, let's just be friends. It's very strange. Yeah. He's trying Wait, to get is that what happened? Yeah. The dad. They go on that movie date, and it's clearly a date. But then later, he they're didn't... like, you're a good friend. He didn't want to go on that date, though. He just wanted to talk to her Yeah, dad yeah, yeah. He was just using her for her dad. You know, that old story. He's not trying I... to scam on her at all. He's a better dude. Yeah, he's just trying to, try I... to pump her for information. Yeah. Are you sure they didn't end up together? No. Well, we'll talk about that more later, actually. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so basically, they uncover all the information, and it turns out that uh, there's going to be this big meeting at Tina's dad's house um, between uh, Mr. Lawndale, big bad guy, and Tina's dad, who's like second in charge bad guy, I guess. Um, and then Christian Slater, 
jumps on the scene and surprises everybody. And uh, the colonel winds up getting shot by Mr. Londale. And Mr. Londale, the police are arriving. There's all this stuff going on. So he takes Tina hostage and steals a police car and a guy to drive it. With six people hanging around and only the Vietnamese guy gets shot. <laughs> only the Vietnamese guy gets shot. Another Vietnamese guy is ordered to drive the stolen police car for him while he trains the gun on Tina. And then Christian Slater uh-huh. gives chase in a, on a skateboard and Detective Lucero gives chase in Tina's dad's luxury car that I guess he doesn't need to use anymore because he's shot. He's hella shot. Uh, so yeah. there's a big chase well, scene. Show you, you can't take it with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, big chase so scene. So let your daughter wreck it. And, and the cops are chasing as well as, guess what? Christian Slater gets his band of skaters together to also cause some mayhem and, and give chase to and you. I could do tell love, gonna be real I do love getting the whole gang together. Getting the gang together and they're in a branded Pizza Hut truck. Yes. That Tony Hawk is driving. That Tony Hawk is driving. Tony yes. Hawk. Yeah. Yep. Oh, did we mention? Yeah, mm-hmm. Tony Hawk's totally like one of the nearly silent members of this crew. <laughs> like, just for, I, I don't know that I didn't know this going in, but like just from reading the Wikipedia, it seems like this was a big funder of skateboarding for the next couple years because they hired a lot of good skateboarders to do it. Yeah, they hired a guy named Gator. Well, we'll talk about it. Soon yeah, we'll talk about Gator the Skater. Uh, Chris, get, bring us to the end. I feel like all right. I feel like a plot in the chase. Christian this. Slater does a sick method grab, uh, boosted by a Corvette driver, <laughs> uh, and he he skates up a wall and vaults through the air and knocks Lawndale out with a skateboard. Who then gets arrested? Tina is saved, and he gets uh, you know he get kind of gets vengeance for his brother's murder in that way. And uh, it and it's basically awesome. This whole movie was was fucking perfect. It was super fun. There are a limited number of sa- ways you can save the day with a skateboard, I think. And so, like, knocking a gun out of his hand was kind of inevitable. Yeah. Mm. There's not a lot of other things they could do besides, yeah, like, I'm sort of reminded of that, that Mitchell and what White if, look what with if, BMX Bandit and Angel Summoner, where, like, the guy's superpowers that he's good at BMX. There's only a limited number of situations that that really applies. Yeah. There, there's one more way they could have saved the day that they didn't. Okay. Um, <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> well, they could have taught the guy to skate... And got him, you know, thought that he was like the confident about it, you know, the bad guy. And then he just, you know, like just does a jump that he can't do, and he dies. Whoa! Oh yeah, yeah. you get a long, a long con. con. You build up yeah. his confidence where he thinks he can <laughs> jump over Suicide Gulch or whatever, and he, he just <laughs> yeah, <can't>. exactly. <laughs> Just that classic thing where you convince an adult arms trader that he should become a skateboarder. You treat, teach him well, but not well enough. Build up his confidence. Set up an impossible death jump. Convince him to try it first. Why wasn't that the movie? When you could just method grab his gun out of his hands. Yeah, there, well, there are two options. Hard to choose which one to go with. It's a little easier to shoot. You don't have to go all the way to the Palisades to the Gulch. You know? <laughs> one of them you just do off the 405. I guess that's why. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. So, Sean, uh, we're gonna. This is our uh, versus the world month. So, we're gonna ask you some more questions about it. We've already gotten a few of them out of the way, but I got a couple more for you. But let's start out. So, tell us why this is your jam and why it isn't everybody else's jam. I. Ch- it's skateboarding. I mean, it's the one skateboard movie that got popular. So, ever. Grind is not as good. Grind's a horrible movie. Um, Grind. So there's only been a few. There was this movie called Street Dreams, which is terrible. And professional skateboarders made that one. Oh. Rob Dyrdek. You know who Rob Dyrdek is? The host yeah, of yeah, Ridiculousness. Yeah. Oh, what about, yeah, sure. He made uh, that looks movie. like Rob Thrashin. Is that any good? What? Thrashin, starring Josh Brolin. <laughs> yeah, Thrashin's all right. Okay. <laughs> so this, the this cube like is the most fun skateboarding movie. It's yeah, it's like the one. It's the and for some reason no one's ever heard of it, which is it's fun to. It ha- well, I was reading. It had a very limited. It was like four hundred theaters. It was a tiny release, mm-hmm. and then it's only gotten big like as a cult thing later. 
Did you see it in theaters? No. This so this came to you later. But so okay. So were you <laughs> were you a, a, a misunderstood skateboarding youth? No, I, it was fine. There was I grew up in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Man, everything was nobody was misunderstood. We tried to we act like understood. we were. Hey, yeah, everybody understood us just fine. Uh, <laughs> my parents, my my dad wasn't around. My mom loved that I skated, but you know, there's just that whole. You you know you're the skaters you're the skater kids and so this is like this is the movie where the skater kids get to be the heroes yeah that's I, dope and the, there it feels like there is this for whatever you're into there is like a mm-hmm. like surfers like this is the movie where you're a surfer and the surfers get to be the heroes and uh, Point and, Break like I think for example be the best surfing movie Point that's Break ever been made uh, yeah Point Break the uh, the first draft of a much better movie later on where they uh, uh, do a bunch of other extreme sports yeah. Right, everybody? Point break. Remake <laughs> is better. trying to get thrown out the window? <laughs> yeah. I was trying, but I wasn't God, sure I was being clear. Uh, um, I, yeah, I feel like, like I was really into poker as a kid and like rounders. Like, even if it's not a good movie, you're like, oh, perfect. but poker is the hero of this movie. Sure. Karate yeah. Kid. I mean, so I, Karate Kid, I've done three things in my life that I was good at. And I've told you this numerous times. Yeah. Skateboarding, taekwondo, and stand-up comedy. Right. So Karate Kid was just, I'd watch Karate Kid over and over and over and over when I was a kid. So and what was your stand-up movie? I don't think what I What was the one. Tom Hanks well, one that we watched? Punchline. Punchline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Punchline is the... It's, have you ever... Has it, yeah, we watched it for the show. We had, a, we had a comic on who wanted us to watch it. It's the one where they have... The comics all have lockers yeah. at the comedy club. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Ma, Sally Field does her first set a week later. She's on The Tonight Show. Like, yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> different era, different era. <laughs> Uh, so so let me let me ask you this: Does everybody who skateboards have a friend who lives in a sewer pipe who just makes you custom boards whenever you want? Who has a little half pipe in their bomb shelter? In their bomb yeah, shelter? That, that was a bomb shelter. Right? Half pipe, wasn't that? That was totally a bomb shelter. That makes more sense than it being a sewer. I was I thought he was a, a ninja turtle. <laughs> they did like skateboarding. Yeah, he had uh, to make that. I mean, if you got a board made of corrugated metal. And those wheels, <laughs> I mean, that's probably 500 bucks or something that he just gave him. Yeah. In, in board. I don't know how you would make a metal board. Well, I, And your feet would slip all around. One of the things that was oh, really yeah. apparent was the casual affluence of everybody in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, they're just, they're doing great. They're well off. Yeah, they're yeah. well off. Everybody's doing great. The you know It's the Orange County thing where everybody just has disposable money to spend on pl- scouting plane rides to find pools mm-hmm. to skate in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, everybody like you know at that time like the fact that Vinny just casually has a laptop like that is is pretty you know says a lot oh yeah yeah well but he did have his job smuggling guns so he's making extra <laughs> money yeah he was making that minimum wage in California at the time which was like yeah. 450 right. or something right yeah they're and they just have like yeah a friend who's a pilot and they live in a pretty that didn't seem too friendly I'll tell you what <laughs> a I'm only taking friend. one of you <laughs> yeah. but then he takes everybody yeah yeah, he's yeah, a friendly so, dick. Okay, so the movie opens with like a five-minute skate sequence through an active runway, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is so dangerous. They don't care, Alex. I know it's, be- <laughs> it's weird. Also, it's before it's before nine eleven, where you could just go on a runway. Apparently, mm-hmm. you could just hang out on the runway, and no one was upset at them. Well, I think it was a municipal airport, maybe. But oh yeah, anything you, goes there. Why don't you go down to Burnside Skate Park right now and tell those kids they can't go on the runway and see if they find a way out? There. <laughs> 
<laughs> They'll get out there. Is that fighting words? Like, you guys can't go skating in an airport right now. Hey, what's up, you fucking cowards? I bet you can't get on the runway at PDX. And oh, man. Knock your Wait. teeth out and then go skate the runway. Can I get them to, like, to like whitewash my fence this way? If you act the right way about it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's man. awful fun, but you guys can't do it. I- I really wish you could have the fun of skateboarding under a 747 that's taking off, but you can't. No, I only want to do it for manual labor that it benefits me. I don't just want to get him killed. Well, they managed, so they get through, and the reason was because their buddy, who hates them, apparently, is a pilot who wants $20, will do it to just fly an unregistered flight path over the city at a low level looking for pools to sw- to skate in. It's kind of it's called swag, dude. <laughs> yeah, they got it. Have they you, got it like that. Have you skated in pools? Yeah, it's, it, <laughs> it's so hard. It's hard. Yeah, uh, I can't even get halfway up to the top of a, a pool like that. Isn't or any of those those so those pools weren't made for skating, which is why they it was such a they were. It almost seems like they were thing. made for swimming. They were made for swimming, but they just look perfect. But if you look at the the transition part at the bottom, it's so tight. Then, yeah. then there's there's like five or six feet of vert on tight, all these tight, good tight or tight small, tight small. Like it's okay. not a gentle curve between horizontal and vertical. It's a very yes, quick yes. curve between horizontal. And that's what people learned on when they were first starting pools. But now, if you go to a skate park and there's a pool, obviously it's made for skating, and the transitions are all mellow. Right, and if you try to swim in it, you'll get fucked up. Yeah, you're just it's not ready. It's not, tight in the bad sense. Can't even, can't even do it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> don't even, don't even try. Might as well Wait, swim that'd be great. On the like, yeah. All these swimmers like learn. Like in like these uh, skate parks now. Yeah, you, if you you can't go to, you can't go to a swimming pool right now and tell those kids. I bet you can't swim in a skate park. Swimmers <laughs> have to sneak in. Yeah, they, they fly <laughs> the around looking park. for a skate park to swim in, and they just have you to sneak around with an entire truck full of water, in. just waiting <laughs> to dump it. In. All right, you guys, everybody, piss in this pool. <laughs> if you want to do it, you got to find a way. <laughs> I like all the renegade swimmers whose parents don't understand them. No, mom. I just want to live, you know, in the water. All the parents are skating. Why can't you skate yeah, like right, a normal yeah. kid? The parents skate away. You'll never be cool like us. <laughs> Kid's just doing his taxes, wearing a speedo, thinking about swimming. Oh, <laughs> no. oh. Parents don't understand me. He's just wearing Whatever goggles around, you know. Yeah, swagger. The, the kid's like fifteen and bald, and the dad's got a full head of hair. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, just shaving all of his body the entire time. So here's a question. He, oh, yeah. sorry, Sean, about the no, pool. Chris is perfect. Sorry. Oh, um, so in one of the in that scene, one of the kids gets seriously injured, right? Yeah, because uh, did he didn't have Alex's helmet on. <laughs> <laughs> Where was your safety, you guys? Safety first. How did mm-hmm. did that fall look bad to your eyes as a skateboarder? No, but you know that pool of blood did. Oh yeah, well, I right. bet yeah. you can. I was just a swimmer trying to make make do with what he had. <laughs> that would you can you could really hurt yourself in a situation like that, like real bad, because you know it's cement hard yeah yeah. hard gnarly and when you're on transition it's kind of like a banana it's called a banana peel when you slip out because it catches you so quick if if you hit the transition wrong in your body if you if your weight isn't distributed properly you just fall slopes like super fast yeah that makes a lot of sense i mean what do you think it was right for his friends to like all stay there and in that illegal (laughs) site well didn't they they ended up calling an ambulance right yeah yeah i guess so yeah yeah I mean, I think they probably were just killing time till the ambulance got there. There's nothing wrong with that. You don't, yeah. I mean, if they knew like a mob doctor, Chris, they would have called him, but they had to go with an ambulance. Mm. Mm. Hey, how about the, uh, the, like, um, so the swimming pool is very difficult. How difficult is it to 
disarm a man <laughs> with the bottom of your skateboard in with the a, air. With a boned out method? Yeah, with a boned out method. It'd be like if you saw a guy with a gun a block away and you had a baseball and a bat and you threw the baseball up and hit it with the bat and knock the gun out of the well, so pretty oh, easy. Shit. Pretty it's easy. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, if you're really good at baseball, <laughs> that's not on, that hard. Depending on how good you if are. you hang out in your crew yeah. of just kids who hit fungo bats and just hang out and let's just take some grounders, you guys. <laughs> I, actually, that'd be great because like, the way it would happen with me was like, like I'd miss the first like, you know, five. I was like, okay, wait, wait, I got this. I got this. And <laughs> just keep on like, tossing up. There are these baseballs that go flying by this guy. Just stay right there. Can you get, actually can you take a step closer, please? <laughs> the best part about that is that he was skitching on the freeway and yeah. to get up to do that method to knock the gun on the guy's hand. So he's probably going freeway 60. Oh, jeez. I mean, <laughs> have, have you ever done the thing where you grab the uh, ladder on the back of a, a van? Yeah, skitching. Where you grab the car. Is that is that the best or is that fucking terrifying it's terrifying we did it we stood in the western mall parking lot and we got up to i think i got up to like 17 miles an hour one time and i had to let go and i was i thought i was gonna die i was going so fast yeah, yeah. and oh man you know yeah yeah did, on one inch um, wheels did these guys did these guys like did, strap the board to their feet to be going at any they had like? these things called sky hooks back in the day where there were like little hooks that came out where your hardware goes out so they kind of wrapped around your toe like a snowboard would okay do, and you could jump but those went out as those went out pretty quick though because skateboarders hate rollerbladers obviously yes <laughs> so that <laughs> made they? it that was like uh the, they're natural enemies yeah so it was like you know if you're a skateboarder and you bring a rollerblader home to mom that was kind of what was going on like we're gonna have a that was the weird baby of a skater and a rollerblader was that board with sky hooks on it, <laughs> and nobody wanted that baby uh, so you only went skitching re- with someone who knew they were had they had a passenger though. Well, no, if you're like downtown, we used to do it downtown and stuff. But also, people get way more pissed off in real life if you're. I yeah, mean, if you look in your review and there's a kid holding on the back of your car, it's terrifying. It's like in Rocky when they street fight, and you're like, "Look at this playful street fight." But they're both going to be okay. Like, nah, broken jaws, clavicles. I mean, they're really going to get fucked up. Yeah. So if you, mm. you know, if I'm just going down Burnside and I grab someone's car, just to, just imagine it. Yeah. Nine out of ten people are like, "Get the," f-, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Although, well, in the so, 80s, there you, were those sweet ladders on the back of vans. Which that probably, does help. Fine. The ladder helps. A bus, like things things that people don't really give a shit about, or if they can't see you, it's a little easier. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even dream about doing that now, because oh, I'm an adult now, and I'm like, no, I'd be so pissed. If, if you're an adult, yeah, and you're like, this kid is going to kill himself in the back of my car. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Or like, what if they break, slam on the brakes, you know? Yeah. Or you hit a rock, and you go, dude. What am I, 34? All right, one more question for, me, for you real quick, and then we're going to move on. Uh, Tim on Facebook asks, what design do you have painted on your deck? And then he says, just uh, which is obviously slang for skateboard, according to Tim. Yeah, that's the wood uh, part of the skateboard. It's not slang for skateboard. It's what it's called. That was what Tim said. Uh, does it? So he says, what's the what's design is painted on your deck? Does it include some flames, lots of flames, or Oh, you all said deck, not dick, right? Yeah, deck. deck. The design really, of my deck really, is way different. I really, really heard dick. <laughs> The design of my dick is just a ruler that I had tattooed <laughs> on the bottom of it. But, but like the numbers are a little closer together than a real ruler, so you're like, yeah, it's 15. It's, I, I had them do centimeters, but then it says inches right next to it <laughs> to, uh, to pull the wool over everyone's eyes. My board right now, a friend of mine works for a skate company in San Francisco called Deluxe, and I was just there. And Does he live I, in a bomb shelter and give you stuff for free? No, he lives in a fat loft and gives me stuff for free. Oh, and shit. It's, nice. Uh, he... So he works in the art department, and he always takes me in the warehouse, and I grabbed a board this time, and it's just a random design. It's for this dude named Chima Ferguson, but I walked past the guy who designed it, and my friend Andy, he's like, hey, you got to tell this guy that you hate the design, and I go, there's 
zero chance of me doing that. <laughs> hey man, fuck this freed skateboard design. Like I would never do that. But I like I get the joke he wants you to be a part of, but man, that'd be hard to say. Oh god, I could never do it. So anyway, the the graphic on my board is like a green how would I describe it? Like a green fading into yellow uh like tribal mask for this Australian dude named Chima Ferguson and it says his name on the top of the board. And are there some flames, many flames, all the flames? Uh, there's no flames, man. There's no I'm flames? Sorry. Tim, I can't tell if you're lame or if Sean's lame now, because one of you has a different idea of what Tim's should be on the board. Tim's not lame because he asked a fun question about skateboarding. <laughs> I'm definitely not lame because I don't have flames on my board. <laughs> and, and, you, and you have that, that dick tattoo, so everyone wins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How okay. many flames? Do you have a lot of flames decorating your dick? I've had flames on my... Just, you know, dick is flying <laughs> for skateboard. I don't know. You've had flames in your day? Yeah, it was, a, it was an STD joke is what that was. Oh. I got it. Because mm-hmm. I was like tattoos and tattoo removals. And no, I don't have any tattoos, man. I'm terrified. Yeah, you don't seem like you'd be a tattooed dick kind of guy. <laughs> I like, like totally clean, no <laughs> tattoos, but then just like a snake around the hole of your dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, no? Guys, so deal breaker? Right. Not a deal breaker. <laughs> what? Wait, so we're all, we're all straight what? dudes. So in what, what context is? Can you be friends, I guess? Could I be friends with a guy who had a snake tattooed on his dick? Yes, I can. Yeah. Yes, I absolutely could. I've been friends with some some weird... Yeah. He's yep. not going to be friends with me. I'm going to be like wearing a helmet, not even skateboarding. There's no way that guy... You're just at the skate park eating yogurt, sitting on the... <laughs> Guys, do you guys <laughs> want to go to the commercial? Yeah. <laughs> hey, after my yogurt, I'm going to have dessert, and it's pudding. So you have yogurt for dinner and pudding for dessert. <laughs> and, then, and I'm wearing a helmet, and I'm like, my friend's got a snake dick. Yeah, that's not... <laughs> Use the left two lanes to turn left onto Exposition Drive. Thanks, Meatbot. We're almost there, newest cutlet. Sian? Oh, good. I'm a little nervous. Don't be. You're going to like the Exposition Witch. She makes this whole process of saying what superpower new cutlets and meat buddies have so much easier. It used to be kind of stilted, but now we just have somebody say exactly what it is. Your destination is on the right. You make a great GPS, Meatbox. It is the role I was born to play. You have arrived. Welcome, welcome. You have arrived at the place where I'm going to tell you stuff. Hello, Exposition Witch. Meatbot, such a pleasure. You're a robot with a surprisingly human form and personality. You're responsible, empathetic, and a bit childish. Everyone likes you. If my circuits could blush, they would. Ah, but you can't because you are a robot. Great to lay eyes on you, Xwee. Come on now and get some skin flakes. You look the same. Very old-timey prospector chic. Well, that's what I'm going for. You are immature, and you have a crush on Meatbot. This is so easy. I love all this clarity. Wait, what? Don't worry about it, Meatbot. So anyway, tell us what happens now. As you know, when someone donates to the podcast, they become a citizen of Meatberg, and they get assigned a superpower. This is such good expositioning. Ah, thank you. And you, you must be our newest cutlet, Sion. You're pretty charming yourself, exposition witch. And your hair is done up so perfectly today. Thank you, my child. I just got this new product, and I really like the way it's holding. Smells great, too. I can tell. I can tell. I'm going to like you, Sion. I'm so happy to be here. As I said in my email, this show has helped me get through some tough times. Oh, uh, great, I I guess. Good? Are we supposed to say good there? 
Does it make it seem like we aren't happy you went through those tough times? Did I say something wrong? Sian, allow me to explain. The boys always get a bit awkward when someone says they've helped people. Yeah, because it's, you know, it's not really why we do this, you know? When we started this show, we never thought we'd help people. We would keep doing it even if it hurt people. But it doesn't, you sillies. So take the compliment and don't be so weird about it. Well said, exposition which You really know how to put everybody at ease, and your jewelry all matches really well. You sure give great compliments, Sion. I'm guessing that's your superpower. Always giving a perfect compliment. Specific, well-timed, and noticing just the right thing. Oh, I love that. To clarify, we would stop the show if it hurt people badly. Oh, no, no, of course, of course. Uh, I mean, at least we would stop if we could see how it directly was hurting people. Like, if we saw a person dying because of the podcast and we saw them with our eyes, we would definitely stop podcasting. But, you know, like with the butterfly effect, isn't it a certainty that if we've done something for five years, it's probably killed somebody by now? Oh, no, you are right. But if we saw multiple people dying, we would definitely stop. So true, so true. This conversation is making everybody uncomfortable. Well phrased. You're my favorite. Let's go get milkshakes. What a fun idea! There was that one guy in Alaska who almost crashed his car into a moose because he was laughing at one of our jokes. Oh, yeah. Would we have stopped if that had happened? We would probably never find out because he would be dead. Oh, yeah. it's a good point. Sin and I walked away minutes ago. Become a cutlet by donating to read-weep.com slash meatbuddies, and you too could be featured in an ad just like this. Your voice is so deep. Thank you. Me buddies, 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 me buddies. Uh, now it's time for mm-hmm. uh, uh, top five. Top five. Top five. So this is our mini game segment. We're gonna play a couple of mini games really fast. So first up, we're gonna play the game called uh, What Else. So obviously, we talked about those other movies: BMX Bandits, Fast and Furious, Rounders, like whatever you're into. What is a thing that you would like to see a movie like this, where the activity is sort of the hero? And the people who do that activity are heroes that we haven't seen yet. Ooh, 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 ooh. Timely RSVPs. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, uh, the, the movie is just called Event Invitation. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's smuggling guns, but a timely RSVP will knock them right out of his hand. <laughs> it's a lot of like behind the music type interviews. Like, yeah, really having a clear picture of how many people were and were not attending really helped me plan. <laughs> I love it. What else? What else should we see a movie about? Uh, has there been a jet ski movie? You mean besides Waterworld? Oh, Waterworld, uh, kind of. But like, like, like kids who are into jet skiing. I, wait, wait. Waterworld was the was the the hero movie for people who drink their own urine. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Hydro, Hydro. Yeah, because <laughs> um, yeah, in the future we just changed the name of water. Be- Everything else is the same. We call water Hydro. It'd be hard now. to be uh, specifically jet ski. Like you know, you have it's a very specific place you have to be like what if they go to a bank or something you can't <laughs> you yeah. can't win the fight the with your jet hey, ski i've got like four in jet bank. skis in a trailer parked outside this bank is it cool <laughs> if i just fill this floor with water is that <laughs> is that cool but a bunch of swimmers walk in and start spitting just to yeah. lay down <laughs> bunch of rebels in speedos and goggles man <laughs> it'd be cool to see one of those like tax season uh sign flippers break up <laughs> oh like a robbery get- <laughs> Oh, with, yeah, like, and they the could sign, disarm you know? people with their signs. Oh, with their epic shaking, the best. shaking the arrow back and forth. Signs and actually, yeah, the sign flipper guys actually would like to see them hanging out after work all together yeah. or whatever. And there's a guy oh, in like a burrito bar. costume who like saves it the day. Be called, like, it could be called like sign language and the dude's also oh. deaf. Yeah. <laughs> 
or like flipping out. You flipping out, yeah. Oh man, sign language, aka flipping out. Yeah, or do you I, have one of those sort of like like break in type titles where it's just called like twirling? Mm-hmm. <laughs> with it with the apostrophe there. Oh yeah, twirling two yeah, to the streets. Yeah. Too cool to put the G on. Nah, twirling three yeah. D. Now we got enough. We have G's a Z right in there here. somehow. <laughs> I I love the idea of the a movie where those guys are the heroes because I feel like it's a hard life. Fuck, dude, that would. You ever walk past one of those dudes? Oh, I just, it's just so sad. Like if you're sorry, one of those people. Like if you're bummed out. Like if I'm walking in the rain on my way to the bus or something, and I'd walk by someone flipping a sign. I'm like, damn, that sucks. Uh, I did a. I got hired to do an internal video for a company that was going to start having sign twirlers. Mm-hmm. And so we like it was like a marketing company. We shot this whole video about like it's so fun and easy. My favorite part of my job is to twirl this sign that they were going to show as a training video to all their employees. And I was working with the corporate people, and I was like, one of the corporate guys was holding a sign for this video, and I was like, "Would you ever do this?" And he was like, "Fuck no, this is the worst." <laughs> but I, you like, know, it's we're a just, job or whatever. If you're, but we're like lying to all of your your employees and saying how fun this is when we all know this is the worst possible <laughs> thing. That's what we should doing. tell the skateboarders they can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why don't you go flip that sign for nine hours without a break? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet you can't. Yeah, I bet you could not do allowed. It. You punk. Adults say that you're not allowed to just listen to some music while you're doing it and then pretend you're having a great time. Really? My people don't pretend. Anyone I, walk, I drive by, they do not pretend at all. It's, yeah, sometimes they pretend. Sometimes yeah, they, they get don't. bonuses and stuff. They have people that drive by them, and if they're flipping the signs <laughs> and doing tricks and shit, then they'll get bonuses. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, mystery, mystery drivers? That's the absolute only motivation, I would imagine, to like right. not just stand there with it. Or to stay warm, maybe. Yeah, I mean, you're just doing the job of a shaky sign holder. Like, you're not like a post that's like not connected <laughs> to the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I was gonna say that I would like to see a movie about dolphin tricks, but then I was like, I should Google that just to check out, check Flipper. it out. And I discovered a movie called Day of the Dolphin, mm. which has oh. this tagline: "Unwittingly, he trained a dolphin to kill the president of the United States." <gasps> well, so is this yeah. a dolphin? Is there another movie where it's wittingly? Sorry, <laughs> it, what, is there another movie where he does it wittingly? No, then like, he would be a bad guy. Is this a dolphin version of the Manchurian Candidate? It kind of sounds like it, doesn't it? Yeah. I totally want to see Day of the Dolphin now. <laughs> Dolph Turian. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, game, mini game number two, not quite canon. So the way this game works is I'm gonna get, we're going to give you a scenario in the movie, and I want you to tell me what happens afterwards. So tell me what the story mm. would, how the story would continue. We were hinting at this earlier, but tell me about the relationship. Where does this go? So he's dating, his brother's dating this girl. Brother gets killed by girl's dad. So he starts dating the girl, kind of. Do they keep it together? Do they... How do they do that? I can't imagine. I thought they no. did. I mean, who else is there at this... At, you know, in the OC? Wait, you mean like... So your your reasoning is they stay together because no other fish in the sea? No other characters yep. are named. <laughs> <laughs> Unless Tony Hawk. I mean, it's a shame. It would be a shame to give up the relationship because she already knows how to get in your window. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't have to teach that's, someone that's else good. to climb in your She's window. She's got her own bed to sleep in now. Yeah, although you don't want somebody who knows well, how to break really into your house to have something I hate against sleep. you. Yeah. Well, they're two twins. It'd be rad. <laughs> hey, let's dig into that really quick. So you you think it would be really sweet? She, she you think she climbs in the window so that they can sleep in different beds? Well, they you know they do they do the lovers dance and then they, they sleep in different beds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of nice to to like to have that option at least. Oh, yeah, it, uh, it'd if, be the you know, absolute like, best. It, like, sleeping in if you have only one hard. twin. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, and Dawson no and Joey excuse. made it work. You know, Dawson, well, you tell me you couldn't make anything work with Joey. Mm. <laughs> we could sleep on sandpaper, Joey and I, and be just fine with it. <laughs> That's a good point. 
<laughs> what happened to his... So what's the not-quite-canon continuation of the pilot friend? How does he... Does he ever get in trouble for helping them find pools and not reporting his flight plans to the FAA? Well, I think he spends that money... Uh, on you know, like <laughs> on lunch on a mo- on a gentleman's lunch, list. <laughs> yeah, twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah, he goes to like fancy lunch, and then uh, there and he well, meets I mean, a business like, contact. They're like, "Oh, you're a pilot." Discount at yeah, he get a discount at the Pizza Hut though. Probably right. Go pretty far there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony, yeah, he probably doesn't have to pay for lunch ever. I mean, that was my next question: was does Tony Hawk keep his job at Pizza Hut after all of those shenanigans with the branded truck? Tony Hawk starts a skateboard company called Birdhouse, and. It's fantastic for about a decade, oh. and then he starts selling it to Target and Walmart, and now he has a ton of money and probably three of the best skateboarders there are, but it's such a, just a horrible company. Yeah. Now. So you don't think he stays at Pizza Hut? I don't think he stays at Pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs> then, well, time will tell, huh? <laughs> and then he has a son, Riley, who is now one of the best skateboarders on his own merit, too, which is nice. Oh, he, he doesn't skate for his dad's company. Oh, Sean, Riley Sean, Hawk couldn't get sponsored by his own dad? He did, but he didn't want to. So he, oh. he told his dad, he's like, I don't want to be on uh, Birdhouse, and I want to do it for myself. And now he's on this company called Baker, which is uh, a really good, notable company. And Riley's really good at skateboarding. Well, Sean, Riley you're Hawk. really going on a limb with all these predictions. So I know. I, I hope it I'm just, out well for you. <laughs> this is just, it's a very detailed... <laughs> scenario that i came up with the first time i saw gleaming the cube yeah. like, what does the bird man actually end up doing he doesn't just eat pizza for the rest of his life that's absurd yeah with what that frank think, what do you guys think happens to our hero christian slater do you think he ever dies his roots do you think he uh becomes a big time skateboarder slash crime solver he's a dentist really do you think no, he, he, he makes it through he stays <laughs> undercover as as a preppy guy and he like keeps that charade up long enough like through dental school he's a dentist that goes to old guy night at the skate park now oh is that is that a thing yeah they have like 30 and overnights all the it's like five bucks you go skate after eight o'clock oh, when all nice. the kids have to be home for school and uh yeah it's awesome oh man i want to go to old guy night at the skate park yeah, i'll teach you how to skate at old guy night we're gonna do it it's <laughs> I've been trying. Cool. I've been ta- asking Sean to teach me to skate for a while, and we just haven't like actually gotten serious. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to learn. <laughs> I wanted to longboard, Chris, and he said no. Nope. No. 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 You don't. Why? Why wouldn't Alex be great at cruising around in a longboard? He would be, but that's not the kind of he'd wanted. If you're going to learn how to skate down the street, you might as well learn how to do it on a normal board. And then we can get you some cruiser wheels, and then you'll see that it's not that different from longboarding. It just doesn't look stupid. Sean <laughs> mm. is very kind to not want me to look stupid. Um, and also sort of like not paying attention to normal things because I'm still going to be wearing the helmet and all of the pads. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> Unless you can find a hair colored helmet that anyone can, can't tell. A hair colored helmet sounds creepy. It does. A helmet that just has like the texture and pattern of your Part, hair. A parted helmet. Yeah, yeah. 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 Part, I'd part let you side. wear that. Uh, It'd be like you... that Black Hole Sun video, like their hair in the Black Hole Sun video is what I'm picturing. <laughs> all right. So the next game uh, is called When All You Have Is A Hammer. So uh, his one trick is to skate out of his problems, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to give you a problem. You fix it with skateboarding. You know, what's funny is when you do a big trick, an, a really gnarly trick on a skateboard, it's called a hammer. Nice. What? Uh-huh. Nice. Wait, okay. So let, let, we should talk about that really quick. Uh, how often in your skateboarding life do you say that you're gleaming the cube? It's not a, it's not a real term. It's not a real term. No. That movie made it up. Um, they, there was actually, on the Wikipedia, there was like explanation of where this term came from, and it was a link to a Thrasher article. What? That's yeah, 83. In 83. And it was just a non sequitur in the middle of it. They were like asking this kid questions. Questions like... Do you love your mom? It was a fucking weird interview. 
And then one of them was, do you ever gleam in the cube? And he was like, what? And then they just kept going. It's not, yeah, it's not a real, I mean, the movie was supposed to be called A Brother's Justice. That was like the working title for it before they came up with Gleaming the Cube. And then in the movie, they barely reference it. He goes, Brian, you gleam in the cube. And he's like, what? He goes, where you're in the zone or whatever. And he doesn't even know what he's talking yeah, about. It's yeah. weird. It's made up in the movie. It feels like, do you get that, uh, there was that famous uh, New York Times interview in the 90s where they were like, uh, they did a, uh, did you see this? They did like a piece on what uh, grunge people say, and they called the people at Sub Pop Records, and they gave this long interview on all the grunge slang, and the guy just made up all this shit uh, that no one says, and this the New York Times ran this whole long thing of bullshit of what grunge people say. Because of course that's what you do when the New York Times Which calls your record. Which is so yeah. rad. Yeah. That so is. awesome. You can start terms. That's what dorks. this sounds like. It sounds like the New York Times called up a skateboarder and like, what kind of stuff do you guys like say right now? And they're like, well, we say Gleam in the Cube. Never heard anyone say it ever. All right. Uh, so all you've got is a, a hammer. So you've got one trick <laughs> is to skateboard out of a problem. Here's the question. A group of terrorists are about to blow up the dam. How do you skateboard out of that problem? What's a hammer have to do with this? There's that old saying, oh, like, when all you have is a hammer. Oh, when all you have is a hammer, it. Like yeah, okay. So all you have is a skateboard. Everything looks like you're solid skateboarding. Dumb. No, thank you for letting me explain my clever title. <laughs> so there's <laughs> now the clever question again, if you could. Terrorists have decided to blow up the dam. Uh-huh. You gather your skateboarding crew into a Pizza Hut truck. What do you do? Well, I assume we're talking about the Hoover Dam, which is yep. built like a giant quarter pipe. And every time, <laughs> every time we're there, all we talk about is like, what if we dropped in on this? So in this scenario, I'm going to assume the bomb is at the bottom. Oh, so what shit. I do is I drop in and I put like uh, some sort of uh, rammer on the nose of my skateboard and I drop in. Like a cow catcher I, on a train? Yeah. Yep, and I, but it, I ram the bomb and I martyr myself. So oh I'm, shit! I'm dead. But then they rebuild the Hoover Dam, and it's instead of like it's a big airbrush picture of me, like a Tupac T-shirt. <laughs> oh! And it's just my face. <laughs> so in this scenario, dam. the terrorists are going to blow up the dam, and mm-hmm. the thing you've done, mm-hmm. they've still blown up the dam. You've just added your body to the dam blowing up. Yeah, but I got I, all the people out of there first. I didn't think it through before I said it. Oh. <laughs> wow! I got I got I, caught up in dropping in on the dam. See, I thought your ghost maybe like kind of fused. I, I guess maybe so. Maybe there's like a like is the, the dam like the the bomb went off a little ways away and like cracked the dam, but then you like sort of like you fused your spirit into the dam itself. Well, maybe what I and did, then, oh. yeah. and then you kept on like kind of being able to like to skate on the dam as a ghost in the afterlife. Yeah, yeah. you just skate forever. Like some nights when the moon is clear, you can still hear Sean <laughs> skateboarding down this dam. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I didn't think this through. I didn't think. <laughs> yeah, nobody ever paid me to think. <laughs> I'm a doer. <laughs> I do love how you just took immediate action. I, mean, <laughs> I didn't give a shit. Uh, all right. Um, uh, bullies. The, how do you stop school bullying with your skateboarding prowess? I blow myself up immediately. <laughs> Strap a bomb to your chest. See, a bully is shaped like sleeping. a quarter pipe. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you have a skateboard and there's some bullies, you take the truck to their dome just like you would in the movie Kids. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, Straight truck to the dome. No, I could never do that. But, I mean, if you really wanted to stop a bully, then... Yeah. What if what if you up. earn your respect by jumping them? You know, like 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 jumping over them. Like, the like they all lie down. Yeah. You, I don't know if you're gonna get a bully to lay down. Oh, they That's do. Like it. the opposite of what you a bully put skills would. down on the ground first. Well, because the thing so with the bully right is they all had a bad home life, and so you'd be mm-hmm. like, look, your dad who doesn't love you anymore said to lay down in front of this hat, like jump, and then you'd be like, oh okay, and then you jump. Or, or it could be like, hey, the the adults say you aren't able to lay down in front of this board. <laughs> 
Yeah. You, you, you Huck Finn. See that teacher over there? He told me to tell you that you can't lay down. <laughs> and then you jump him and then he's like, oh, I'm so impressed. He sees all the flames on the bottom of your deck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the tattoo of the ruler on your dick because you're not wearing underwear. He can't see that because it's in his mouth, dude. That's how I treat bullies. Wow. Get out of here, bully. <laughs> Who's the real bully now? Huh? I feel like your solution is just I talked him into it. Beating him like beating him to death or sexually assaulting this bully. Mm-hmm. Both of which would work. You don't I like that you're a doer. You don't overthink. I feel it. like yeah. this is different from the first hammer we talked about. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had that one hammer. All right, last question uh from top five. This is from Danny on Facebook. Um what are other movie titles that are almost but not quite euphemisms for masturbating? Point point break, for sure. Oh, for sure. sure. Well, when he's, when I started thinking about this, basically, as soon as you said it, I'd never thought Gleaming the Cube sounded dirty. But as soon as you said it, I was like, well, you Fail- know, like anything kind of sounds Failure like Failure to it. launch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a sad one. It's a romantic comedy. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah it does, doesn't everything feel like it could be a euphemism for that oh, right there now? there will yeah. be blood. What about that? Oh, oh God. <laughs> oh. So many gross ones. <laughs> well, of course they're going to be gross. <laughs> well, their home, blood is gross home alone. it needs to be. Yeah. Home Alone's a good one. All the all the current ones are pretty good though right now like Hateful Eight, Big Short, yeah, uh, The Force Awakens. Oh man, The Force Awakens, Daddy's Home, Daddy's Home. Oh god, <laughs> oh, god. The Force Awakens is funny. <laughs> all right, you guys, that's the game of top five. Those are all our mini games. If you want to uh, suggest a question or a game for us, go to uh, facebook.com slash read and weep or on Twitter at read underscore weep. Now, last thing before we go, time for a minor compliment. So we're gonna say our last favorite thing about this movie that we haven't talked about yet. We're gonna reverse order. I'm up first. Um, I love things. Okay, I love I love people who have a thing, and these kids like had a thing, and I love that. Like skateboarding, like wasn't just a hobby, right? It was the their lives, you know. And I, I like it. It, it dictates what clothes you wear and what kind of music you listen to, and like yeah. how you re- like. It just seems so nice to have a thing. Like I was I was thinking about this, and I was remembering in high school at one point reading some article in a newspaper about like what the style was, what what the cool style was for this coming year. And it was like, what's in now is wearing gear that represents your hobbies, like skateboarding. But then no other hobbies were listed. That was just your only option. <laughs> right. What's in it is was like, skateboarding clothes. Basically, that's what they were saying. But I was like, well, what about, you know, like, I'm, I, I, do I have to wear my band uniform everywhere? Is that in right now? Or yeah. like, if yeah, I just I carry that. a bowling ball? No, wear your band uniform everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> carry a bowling ball. Like, what, what are my other <laughs> options? It's just... Rad. What they were saying was, it is cool if you are a skateboarder, and if you are not, you are out of luck, basically. <laughs> so I've always thought of skateboarding as like the, the coolest thing, and so I love these kids just like having their cool thing that you could just be part of your whole life. I do like just one decision you can make that will like take care of all the other decisions you have to make for the future. I feel like it does, yeah. You can like, like now I just can listen to Lupe Fiasco and enjoy it. I just have that taken care of. You have it to is pretend to enjoy Lupe Fiasco. Let's, let's be real. <laughs> Uh, it has decided stuff for you. Everything. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I've wore the same clothes for the last twenty years. Yeah. Not literally, but the same type of clothing for the last twenty years. Yeah. You just How know do you like, live on the edge, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. Good answer. Um, continuing backwards, Ezra. Minor compliment. Um, I, I feel like I might be able to do a Christian Slater impersonation at some point in my life. I don't think I can do it yet, but like, like he really does sound. You know, I, I feel like I can. In, I think I can do he it. Sounds pinched. He sounds like he's always squinting, which he is. Wait a second. So yeah. your compliment to this movie is that you could sound like <laughs> Christian Slater? It looked. You no, know, it's just he made it. He, Christian Slater made himself sound really approachable. I guess from a from a voice standpoint. <laughs> you know, 
It's a weird <laughs> fucking like, compliment, dude. Is, well, and you've done some compliments that are weird, Ezra, but this one, <laughs> man, that's a compliment for the no, movie. It's just this movie. Or, because well, just because even then, even in early Christian Slater, he still sounds very much like Christian Slater. He has that Christian Slater, like you know, um, very iconic. like yeah, yeah. I just, I, I, yeah, He's yeah. I, I, and I feel guys, like I feel guys. like if I watch this movie a few more times and I'd want to, I could maybe get it down. All right, that's my goal. I will accept yeah. that as a compliment, but I am, but I'm doing it under protest. <laughs> I'm just going to continue these I, compliments under protest, as just so you know. <laughs> if you ever go through the rules committee, just know that I was against this from the start. You're probably going to bring up bylaws, too, I bet. Yeah, if there were bylaws, this would be... We have bylaws. We do have a lot of bylaws. I bet you do. Uh, this might come back to bite me. Chris, what's your minor compliment? Yes, sir. Uh, I've got two mini compliments. Um, one is sh- uh, about how this movie is actually from the future, and one is it that it's actually from the past, uh, the distant past. So first, Interesting. Um, Colonel Tran... Uh, he's wearing an L.A. Rams jacket, and the Rams haven't even moved to L.A. yet. Oh, it's the nice. future. Those Easter eggs. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, so that is pretty cool. Uh, but then this other one. Wait, they happened. haven't moved. Wait, it's so in '89. They had not yet moved to L.A. No, or I mean, away the, from L.A. or back. They to were LA? in L.A. They moved to St. Louis for since mm-hmm. till now, and now they're moving to L.A. again. Yeah. Right, but it, that was back when they were not yet in L.A. Oh, that was back when they were in LA, but I'm saying oh, they were in it's LA. like so you're the saying fucking it's also future. The, the, the future again. Yeah. So the, the movie again. like seemed out of date for a couple of years and now it's going to be back in date. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then, uh, you know, the thing that convinced me that this might be the distant past or a Mad Max like future is that at the gas station, when Bobby Nguyen pulls to the gas station, there's a random guy who just hucks a can that he has in his hand at the car. And he's just <laughs> standing there with empty cans waiting to throw at outrage. And I did not understand. <laughs> what that guy's story this was just when we give up on recycling we're just like it's not worth it anymore we just start chucking cans yeah, it was, it, it's reusing ezra you're using yeah. it as a, as a projectile that still counts that is true that is part of it it's just a weird thing to just like be standing somewhere see something you don't like and hurl a can at it yeah that is weird well because it's not gonna hurt i do want to know more get your point across yeah i feel like you feel you're, you're like yeah. you're more you're you're less honest with yourself when you see something you don't like and don't chuck a can at it you know oh, that's true you're keeping the can bottled up inside you're gonna twist yeah right the can's there either way <laughs> yeah keeping the can bottled up inside i like keeping it the can, yeah. that could be the sequel Zero to gleaming the cube keeping the yeah can. keeping the can <laughs> keep the can. Keep the can i'm keeping the can down the road uh sean last ta- last time a minor compliment what's your last favorite thing about this movie he brought his skateboard to the funeral he yeah did. he did he <laughs> skated to the funeral he was a few minutes late which did seem like maybe too much of a problem with authority like it is your brother's funeral yeah just carpool show up on time yeah take a ride dad probably didn't want to give him a ride that dick <laughs> dad, dad didn't understand older pre- no it was just uh he mall grab he had it so he had his tra- he grabbing it by his trucks walking up there basically fuck everyone put the chess piece on the casket and then did that was pretty cool and it he was cared cool. the most. Yeah. It was like, yeah, I care the most, but I couldn't be here at 11 on the nose. I mean, dog. <laughs> Can't just be getting up all willy-nilly. Without shredding all night. <laughs> I like the chess piece, but also, like, they were in the middle of, like, eulogizing. Yeah. And he just walked into the middle of... It's not a stage. It's a yeah. funeral situation. But he walked into the middle of the situation. But and just if somebody would have stopped him and said, "Hey, excuse me, Brian, do you give a fuck?" What do you think he would have said? <laughs> uh, he probably would not have given any fucks. He I wouldn't would have said anything. He would have yeah. spit in their face. 
and then he would have dipped out and went shredding again. It was it was pretty badass, although it did seem like maybe a time. And he was dressed like Joey Ramone would dress to go to a wedding or something. Yeah. <laughs> it was all skateboarding gear, but like it was darker. <laughs> yeah. Because you got a thing. It's good to have a thing. You got to know, like, how do I dress for a funeral? I wear this thing. I have worn skate shoes to a funeral. I mean, I only have, I don't have any dress shoes, so I've definitely worn like black shoes with gum soles, but straight up tennis shoes to a funeral. I think that's probably okay. I, wedding, that's, I wear bright white shoes to weddings and they're skate shoes. I, <laughs> I think that's how, uh, that's, that's what the, the deceased would have wanted. Yeah. yeah. They would still want you to have a lot of like uh, stickiness in case you had to. I can't think of one person who's died who would be like, man, I wish Sean wore some super dope Doc Martens to my funeral. Like those are dress shoes. I'm so I don't even know how to name dress shoes. <laughs> I don't know what dress shoes. Yeah, those, are those aren't them. I'm Not pretty that, sure. No. Wingtips. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you're closer. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe Doc Martens was my first. I would... <laughs> my go-to. I'm thinking about what Doc Martens look like now, and I'm like, no. I don't like I'm to think about Nazi. my own death too much, but I do have in my will, I do have a lot of footwear requirements for the funeral. What are they? Uh, well, shoes off at the door. So everyone has to wear nice shoes, but mm-hmm. everyone takes them off at the uh, mm-hmm. the door to the funeral house. Where do you have funerals? Oh, yeah, wherever you want. I mean, I, I like the idea of like maybe forcing people to keep their shoes on, but giving them the little like um, like open house like booty slippers. Oh yeah, that yeah. They have to put on it to not scuff it because that'll be really awkward for It'd everyone. Be so awkward. I, just, I think I think you want to break up the mood a little bit, you know. Here's what I I'll, at my funeral, I want us to take their shoes off at the door, and then when you leave, you just have to put on the first pair of shoes that fits. This so is, you better hope it's right and left. Yeah, yeah. But this you is just just super off topic. <laughs> Good, not really. That was not a great topic. I was not killing it well, with that story. Well, so we were at a party one time, and this kid, somebody stole one of my shoes. And I go, damn it, somebody took one of my shoes. And this kid comes up. He goes, you know, you need, you need a gun. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I started laughing. He's like, if you had a gun, nobody would take your shoes. And I'm like, you know, you're, you're probably right. I mean... I'm not going to get it. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Put them in a pile by the door. No I would be like, the, these shoes feel like they belong to someone with a gun. I didn't dive in at all to what the dude was talking about because he sounded like a lunatic. And we were like 20 at a house also, party. you need a gun. That's not helpful, right? Cause unless he had a gun that he was offering you. Like, he's not really giving you any real solution. No. You know, it's like, hey, this is just a told you show. I yeah, told you so. I, I do That's like not- Yeah, you know, if you had taken those shoes and you had uh, uh, glued them to the floor... Then this would not have happened to you. Like it's true, that not super be, helpful now. That would be a funny trick yeah. to do at a party: is glue everyone's shoes to the floor at the door. Like what? Nah. <laughs> That'd oh, be man. super funny. That is super funny. Yeah. Or just somehow <laughs> I'm, make. I'm them, not inviting you, Sean. Yeah, I you can't come to my party. <laughs> now you kind of. I'm not. I don't want to go to a party and lose my Doc Martens. So that's a funeral <laughs> or a wedding. <laughs> I like a funeral with a lot of uh, shoe-related pranks. I don't like funerals, Alex, because I don't like people to die. I like everyone to be alive and have fun. Yeah, but he does well, enjoy there's a lot of problems songs, if you so think about on. that for a yeah. while. <laughs> I, I do feel like you've made it seem like now I'm a big pro-funeral guy and I and pro other people dying, and that's not how I intended this. If thing. the Doc Martin fits. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, that is it for our show. We'll be back again next week. Next week, we are talking about the 2007 Nick Cage flick, Next. Oh, it's so good. Wow. The Nick Cage flick, Cage, Next. Did you guys see Next? You saw Next? 
you know? Next kind of like snuck by a lot of people. This is like more under noticed than underappreciated, but uh, it's going to be really fun to talk about. Um, we've got a cool guest who's going to talk to us about that. Uh, so join us. Thank you so much for to uh, CN or Sean or whoever, however you pronounce that. We did look it up. Got a lot of options. Um, thanks for donating to the show. We really do appreciate it. Um, if you want to donate, go to readdistribute.com slash meatbuddies, and you can become a meat buddy or cutlet as you prefer. Thanks for being here at C. Walter Smith. Uh-huh. And at Ezra Fox. Yeah. And big thanks, uh, first time guest, at, uh, at Sean S. Jordan. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me. Uh, follow him on Twitter, pictures of uh, skateboards at airports on the way to comedy festivals. Yeah. Just on brand. Letting people know. <laughs> uh, if, you, if you need Sean, he will be uh, out gleaming the cube. Totally. At any moment. Uh, thanks for coming, dude. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right. We'll talk to everybody next week. Goodbye. Psh.